You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number two, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. I disagree, Patrick. It is a bit of a Halloween-y song. I'm talking about the premise of the song. Zombie? I know. The lyrical content of this song is not okay. Halloween. All right. Um, we're taking your text messages at 960-960, name and location. Which horror movie best describes the flame season thus far? There's a good one. There's some good ones out there. Are you digging up clips? That's that's a lot of work for you. Well, we only got one record, right? No, I know. It's just I ask so much and no, I get sometimes. you. I get you. We'll find right. something. Uh, which horror movie best describes the flame season thus far? Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Bottom of the hour, uh, we're gonna do some uh, flamesy Halloweeny game. A little trick or treat style, seven thirty. Love it. Love but right it. now, uh, he is the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. He is a Stanley Cup champion on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest And We say good morning to Nick Kiprios. Kipper, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're good. Okay, so I have to ask you: um, when you used to do Hockey Central back in the day, you used to dress up in a lot of Halloween costumes. Which one was your favorite? With <laughs> you, Doug, and Millard, was it when you guys were Kiss? I, it has to be. Yeah. Uh, were you the star child? I don't remember which one you were. I, I was. I was uh, uh, Paul Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I paled in comparison to uh, Gene Simmons, Doug McLean, <laughs> and it was it was scary to watch him uh, get dressed up. Uh, honestly, uh, to see this guy. Uh, and they spent about two and a half hours, three hours <laughs> on the makeup on him. Yeah. And, you know, every minute that passed, he just got crustier and crustier. <laughs> uh, but we got we, we got him through it. And, uh, and then he put on the high heels, which was uh, <laughs> he almost broke his ankle three times on the way to the studio. Uh, but uh, I, once in a lifetime, I don't, I don't think we'll ever get him to do it again. Yeah, Doug McLean uh, is absolutely um, the best. Um, Want to get your thoughts on uh, the Calgary season uh, thus far, Nick? Uh, a lot of frustration here in Calgary, and it's just, well, I think we're all surprised that it's just so much of the same feels that they had last season. Uh, yes, and uh, it surfaced quickly, and it'll be interesting to see the the lasting effects of Zadorov's comments uh, uh, the other week on individuals or some players getting their way in terms of changing the coach and all of that. But it, it really has crept in rather quickly that, uh, that there are some issues that uh, well went well beyond uh, Daryl Sutter. I, I don't know where Daryl Sutter is today, but uh, I, I got to think, you know, he's watching this going, you know, some people, I, I told some of the, <laughs> some people all of this and, uh, and yet it came right back uh, and pointed at me and uh, not that he's relishing in this because that's not who Daryl Sutter is. Uh, but uh, the, the, the issues today are, are certainly a, a ripple effect from last season. This is a team that just doesn't look like they can produce any offense right now. What does it usually take to get out of a funk like this? Yeah, just 
your star players stepping up and especially over the years as we've watched the salary cap uh, go towards big name guys and the, the 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 distance that they have between them and their third and fourth line guys and the more money that they ask means the, the less money you can spend somewhere else and just the weight of the world is on the shoulders of the big guys and you don't have to go any further than Calgary to understand what that uh, can be or mean to guys like Jonathan Huberto and, and Nazem Kadri. Um, but uh, nothing will change. Like the, the, when you make the most money, you get the most attention and, and, and it's falling on those two guys uh, to get it going. And then of course, where does it fall underneath those guys? And so much talk over keeping the players, keeping Hannafin talking about a new contract extension obviously the start has a again a, a ripple effect on that why would you sign Hannafin if you can't win with them then um then obviously you have to change your philosophy a little bit here and and uh and move forward with the thought that uh if you move them what can you get back all of that's on the table right now as early as 10 games into the season Nick, do you buy the fact that because Kadri and Huberto got theirs, got their big bank, that maybe the motivation isn't there, that maybe it would be in a contract year? Do you buy that? Uh, listen, guys, you can say that uh, about anybody at any time on any team, right? Any Anybody that uh, gets the money that we're talking about for frontline players, you can ask the question, what does this do to you? Does this change you? Less motivation? All of that comes in play. But I don't particularly think that that Kadri or Huberto got the money and and didn't realize now uh, the expectations or the pressures on them to deliver. I would have thought it would have an opposite effect um, on them especially in Calgary, especially in Edmonton, especially anywhere in Canada, because we know uh, what hockey and the NHL means to this country and the eyeballs and the constant scrutiny. And, you know, if Jonathan Huberto is a, a, a guy that grew up in Canada. He knows what the difference is between being a highly paid player in Florida where you got one or two guys following you and then playing in Canada. So I, I don't buy the fact that Huberto got soft all of a sudden because he got his money. Ryan Husk has been waiting a long time for this opportunity, and obviously it's not going the way he would have wanted. It feels like he's looking for anything to click with his lines, but nothing is clicking for him in recent games. What do you think he's feeling right now? Well, the, the good news is he doesn't have to feel uh, – threatened uh, uh, for job security uh, there's no question that uh you know craig conroy went out of his way to select uh, to ryan and ryan's going to be here a lot longer than probably half the roster if it continues to go down this path and uh he's he's just got to start working with some individuals here get them feeling good about their games and and sometimes you got to strip to build a little bit here so it'll be interesting to see where where his patients lie in terms of expecting uh, results, or is it going to be a gradual buildup? Uh, it's, he's new to this. He's got a lot of coaching experience, just not at the National Hockey League level. 
and not with athletes who make probably 12 times more than him. So this is this is going to be a, a trying time when, when Ryan learns a lot about um, his players and more importantly, a lot about himself. What can a slow start like this do for a player like Matt Coronado, who's just getting his NHL career started? Well, it could uh, it could leave him some sleepless nights as well. And and Matt, of course, you know, came onto the scene and 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 made a lot of headlines early here, and it, it's all great. Uh, but until you're you're asked to uh, do it over and over again, and all of a sudden you're not sneaking up on anybody, and you're not, uh, um, you know, playing with house money uh, when you're on a line with Trudeau and Kadri, he's expected to put the puck in the net and the buildup out of training camp was, uh, he's got a great future. He's going to be a top goal scorer. He can maybe run for rookie of the year along the big names of Bedard. Um, but it just doesn't necessarily happen that way. And it, he's not the first guy to make a ton of noise out of training camp and kind of fall by, uh, 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 you know, not the wayside, but certainly fall off in terms of, uh, you know, where the expectations were, but he's, hasn't changed. He's still got a great shot. He's still a terrific prospect. He's still got all this great upside, uh, but you're going to have to be patient with a guy like that. Who's still learning the ropes on how to be a professional. Nick Kiprios is the host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. Joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose. Um, how from? It's just watching Nazem Kadri. Um, Nick is just so. I don't know if shocking's the right word. It's surprising. It's bewildering. It's a little disappointing because right now, as a Calgary Flame, outside of maybe his first ten games in this city. He's kind of a shell of himself, and I just, I just don't know what the answer is. Like, and and I think the biggest surprise to me, Nick, and I don't know if you noticed the same thing. He's just not playing on that edge that we're used to Kadri playing. You know, running a guy like Jordan Binnington. Yeah, I know it's it's dirty play, but that's what Nazem Kadri brings to the table. Sometimes he's a guy who, who plays on the edge and and aggravates the other team. We, we don't really see that in Calgary, and I just can't put my finger on it. Nick, can you? Yeah. No. Um... No, but uh, again, uh, I get it was an outdoor game and you look around and you're enjoying the spectacle and you see your family and friends enjoying themselves. But I, I was hoping for uh, a more of a bitter feel out of Calgary in the outdoor game and, and didn't really get it. Um, but yeah, that's it, it's on Kadri to find that fine balance and nobody wants him to go out there and get suspended five or six games. But uh no one wants to see the pendulum swing so far the other way that, uh, you know, he's not making it uh, uncomfortable for other players to play against the Calgary Flames. So that's up on, on Kadri to find that fine line. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a big Kadri fan, but he has to be slotted in the right spot here. And, uh, you know, to, to expect him to be the front line guy, you know, opposed to maybe playing in that that second hole um, is, is where he's probably best here. And, you know, we assume that when things are cooking, Lindholm's the number one guy and Kadri can come in behind him. Um, but right now it's, it's up in the open in terms of, uh, you know, who looks like a number one centerman 
uh, for the Calgary Flames. But misery loves company. I mentioned Lindholm, Huberto, you know, uh, Backland. Um, you know, they're they're all in the same boat here. There's just to be there's just a sense of lack of identity, you know, in the lineup. Uh, but more more importantly, that's that center, that 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 middle pivot position has to be your strength of your hockey club and right now they're not getting anything out of uh, any centerman that's uh that could be a difference maker on on any given night nick the rangers started the season two and two since then they've rattled off five straight wins on a roadie what have you made of the rangers start to the season well i, I don't think the rangers uh uh were a team that no one thought had tremendous promise here so uh you know, again, last night, finding a way to, to get two points uh, in, in Winnipeg. I, I like the Rangers a lot. I, I think the skill level is there for sure. Uh, if Shesterkin is considered you know, one of the best goalies in the world with Vasilevsky, then, you know, I think people can envision the, the New York Rangers getting to a conference final or a Stanley Cup final. And, you know, depending on Panarin, there's another guy that uh, – it's one of the highest paid guys in the in the league, but at times I think uh, has had trouble, you know, staying to a, a team system and uh, being a, a guy that can come in and uh, truly lead a team. Zabanajad, Hurdle, like they've mm-hmm. got some good players and Lafreniere and Kako. Can they go to the next level? But their strength guys, like any team that wins, has to be on the blue line. And right now, you know, between Fox. Uh, Truba, Kendra Miller for the second time, instrumental on an overtime goal. Uh, uh, Braden Schneider, another guy, another quiet first rounder. You know, the, the interesting part about the Rangers is it doesn't feel like it was too far off. They sent that letter. Remember that letter? Oh, to yeah. Fans? oh yeah. And uh, they didn't need, you know, five, six years to start putting assets together and building this thing up. And, uh, Right now, they're right in the thick of things with the top teams in the National Hockey League. And, you know, I, not, if you want to kind of flip this back to the flames here, you know, some people are already starting to scream, you know, completely tear it down. The Rangers didn't really truly tear it down. But what they did do is give the, the fans the perception that uh, it's not going to be fixed overnight, but we don't have to sink to the absolute bottom and have miserable years. So, Maybe that's one food food for thought, you know, to the Calgary Flame fans is like, you know, maybe they take a page with this lineup out of the New York Rangers. Um, Nick, are the Coyotes a dark horse mm. playoff team with how fast and skilled that team looks? Well, I think when you talk about, uh, you know, collecting assets quietly, uh, how do you not consider Arizona uh, one of those teams? And, you know, again, uh, to add a guy like Logan Cooley, uh, you know, from the draft and, and to put him in and, and watch what he has done early, just in terms of that, that raw potential. You know, Keller had a, 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 a coming out party last season. Like they're quietly putting together uh, uh, a, a nice roster, you know, um, Former Winnipeg Jet to Andrew McBain's son, Jack McBain. Big, strong guy, heavy, uh, that can that can beat you many ways. So, yeah, I, I, I don't mind the, the lineup at all. And, 
you know, is there, is there work to be done for sure? Is it going to be still tough, you know, having the players <laughs> motivated to go into a, a college building? Yeah, maybe, but, uh, you know, this is, this is what happens when you suck for a long time. Uh, you, if you, if it's done right and you've done your homework, uh, all of a sudden you look around the room and you see some highly touted prospects turning into, uh, instrumental pieces on your roster. And, and that's what's happening in, in Arizona. Got a couple of teams that still have not lost in regulation Vegas and the Bruins. Vegas host the Jets, the Avalanche, and then they go to Anaheim for their next three games, while the Bruins have the Leafs, the Red Wings, and then the Stars in Dallas. Who's going to lose in regulation first? <laughs> well, I, I you got to give Vegas a ton of credit here uh, because if there's one place that uh, is notorious for hangovers, it's Vegas. Mm. And mm-hmm. they, they seem to be just fine here, but just the way they've constantly conducted themselves led by mark stone he, he's a business type of guy where he just comes to work does his job and then goes home and i, I think they're they're a product of, of of mark stone to be honest with you uh, no flash just get the job done and uh and live another day and that's that's where vegas seems to be at uh boston's another team that uh is out of the gate really well but uh Take a look at a couple of games, I think, against Anaheim and Chicago. And all of a sudden, they've got, uh, I think, the Leafs on Thursday. And looks like McAvoy will be suspended for a headshot on uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 OEL. And uh, uh, we'll see where that goes. But, uh, yeah, so far, like, if again, you, you can't make the playoffs, guys, in, in October or early parts of November. But... You know, as Calgary set uh, has shown that uh, you can maybe uh, put yourself behind the eight ball seriously mm. for a playoff spot. How have the Penguins looked to you so far? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, I think there's I'm the answer a, right there. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not an Eric Carlson fan. <laughs> neither not. is my co-host. Me uh, and you both, neither Nick. is my co-host. Not. Fraudulent Norris. Did you see? You see the the game winning goal last night on the mm-hmm. giveaway. He made a pass that uh, was a, a, a high-risk pass. His whole career's high-risk. And mm. when, when you're as talented as that, you will accumulate your points. But as far as, I'm sure, already driving Sullivan <laughs> and, and, and Crosby crazy with how high-risk he is. And last night was a prime example of that. He is go big or go home. And last night they went home in a big way. The Ducks, though, four straight wins? Look yeah. out. Yeah, they're no different than Arizona. Yeah. And, and uh, again, uh, when you've sucked a long time and you've had plenty of time to do your homework, you know, eventually you're going to start collecting some key assets. And mm-hmm. the interesting one there is uh, the top pick, Leo Carlson, who mm. they're – they're they're uh they're game managing, managing. load right? management game managing load management yeah not sticking them out there uh every night uh but hey listen i mean it's new uh you're dealing with an 18 year old kid who's you know the body's still uh closer to junior than it is men in the nhl uh right now i i i don't have 
a, a big argument for what they're doing. Um, Nick, before I let you go, saw this on Flames Twitter last night. Want to get your opinion. Who says no? Huberto for Goudreau straight up. <laughs> Who says no? Both yeah, of them that's... are like, no, we got to get out of our situation. Who says no? Yeah. I these uh, unfortunately for for Huberto this is not going to stop anytime soon and you know he's just going to have to find a way to play himself out of this thing and you know it's he's making a lot of money and this is where you got to be careful what you wish for sometimes because i think if he was at eight and a half or nine where he probably should have been slotted then maybe the the pressure's not as much uh, on him. But, uh, uh, you know, listen, no no one's feeling sorry for a guy earning that type of money, but he's going to have to find a way to find his game. Alan Walsh not tweeting about Jonathan Huberto much these days. Yeah, he's not. No. Weird. Weird. Well, listen, uh, what are the uh, next five games, right? let's let's see they're not making any hasty decisions uh radical changes it's Mm -hmm. 10 games in uh let's have a conversation in the next two weeks and see where they're at um before i let you go nick um what is the cadillac of halloween candy Uh, i think it's the reese's peanut butter cup Uh, my boys over here saying twix and mars what is the cadillac of halloween candy no honorable mention for Smarties. Ooh, look at you. Wow. Do you eat right? the red the ones shake. last, Nick? Just the shake. <laughs> Just that little tiny You're right. shake. You're right. Come on. Right you before I house an entire box <laughs> in <laughs> one go. That's it. A little That's shaky it. shake just to know what's coming. Warn yeah. my stomach. Yeah. Get and ready. I don't, have, I don't have the patience to leave the red ones last. <laughs> no, no, no. Waste of time. Whole thing. Shoot it like I'm doing a shot of fireball. Love it. There you go. Uh, Nick Kiprios, the uh, host of Real Kipper and Born on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network, Stanley Cup champion. Kipper, always a pleasure, pal. Thanks for this. George Maddie, thanks a lot, guys. There he is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Yeah, I remember that uh, show when he was dressed up as Kiss. Yeah, I remember that, too. Can you imagine Doug McLean in a uh, makeup chair for three hours? You know why I love Doug McLean, and I've had the pleasure of interviewing that guy many times? Uh-huh. I just know that Doug McLean's life is better than yours. Like, that's all I kind of, every time I interview him, I'm like, man, he's such... The guy used to, like, do his stuff in Toronto Monday to Friday, and then he'd jump on a plane Fridays to go home to Florida for two days and fly back to Toronto to do his job. Yeah, that's Because that's how awesome Doug McLean is. And he has a house in PEI, like, right on the water. Yeah. Like, just his life's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, good to be Doug McLean. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, the worst you have to do is dress up like Kiss every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Not bad. I'll take the good and the bad then. Um, I love dressing up. That sounds like a great gig. 960, 960, name and location. What is the horror movie that best describes the Calgary Flame season thus far? We've had a lot of good ones on the text line this morning. A lot of movies I've forgotten about. A lot of movies that feel appropriate. For what the Flames have done so far this season, 960-960, name and location. We'll do those at 8.30. Uh, we'll also talk to the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960 at the top of the clock, Mr. Derek Wills. Uh, we'll also ask him about his Miami Dolphins, who had yet another impressive win on the weekend. Uh, but straight ahead, uh, we're going to do a Flamesy um, Halloween thing. And I'm going to kind of approach it from a different angle. Hmm. We'll do that next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Halloween edition, Sportsnet 960, the fan.
Oh, yeah, the Halloween edition of the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. You know, we, we had to play this song like it's... It was classic. Yeah. A little double dip, that's fine. That's fine. I'll turn up GVP a little bit. Can't go wrong with it. No. It's like, all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Monster Mash is just the same thing for Halloween. That's right. Um... Top of the hour, the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Mr. Derek Wills will join us. The Wolfman. And then uh, 8.30, um, we'll play some text messages. We'll uh, have Texty McTexterson. Or maybe we'll do a spooky voice. I don't know. Let's see if there's a spooky text yeah, voice. Yeah, spooky <laughs> text voice today. Spooky AI. Spooky AI. <laughs> spooky AI. Um, um, maybe one of these countries, because we got there's so many different countries. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do a spooky one. Uh, we're asking you. Romania. Uh, a spooky Romanian accent. <laughs> oh, I'm from Transylvania. Um, <laughs> which, by which, what to suck your blood. Uh, which horror movie best describes the Calgary Flame season thus far? There's some good ones. And Night- there's a lot of text to, to go through go here. Play Nightmare on Center Street. Oh, okay, I get oh. it. It's not bad. They don't. They don't play on center they street. Don't play I, on I don't play. They play. You know. Yeah, I get you. I guess. Yeah. Every city has center street or a main street. Um, fine. Nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. Nightmare in Stampede Park. Probably. Yeah. But that's not a real movie. Neither is center. Yeah, street. but it's, nope. it's playing on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, you ready to do our Halloween flamesy thing? I'm talking about. I love Halloween. Trick or treat. Uh, knock knock. Do have, Who's do there? We have, do we have a spooky bed to do Bing underneath bong. here? Oh, oh, this is spooky. Yeah. Oh, I don't like this one. Oh, I literally had a shiver go up my spine. Yeah, it is that was weird. I didn't like that. Oh. Very spooky. Oh, Whoa. is that Derek Wills? Oh, it's a wolf man. It's a wolf man. Oh, it's a wolf man. Derek Wolfman Wills is going to join us at eight o'clock. Um. This is what this is how we're gonna do this game today. I'm gonna give you a Flames player or coach, okay, and uh, to both of you, uh-huh. and I'm gonna say uh, we're gonna play trick or treat, trick or treat, whether they deserve a trick or a treat. Oh, whether they deserve a trick yes. or treat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hate this. And what I'm is, not uh, going on. I'm and I'm not. I, I don't like scary things, George. It's not my. I don't like this. Not I'm, not, holiday. I'm not going to do the usual suspects on this team. Oh, oh. I'm not going to mention Huberto. I'm not going to mention Kadri. I'm not. I'm going to go a little off the beaten path here. Okay. Trick or treat with the Calgary Flames. Right. You ready for the first name? I'm ready. Uh, Noah Hannafin. Ah. Trick or treat, Maddie Rose. Number 55. You hit, know what? I... The, hold on. He has to hit the trick or treat. Oh, trick okay. or treat. Oh. Yeah, that's, uh, that's creepy, too. I hate it all. It's so... Noah uh, Hannafin, trick or treat. too. Like when the yeah. kids are part of the Anything scary movies. Always, yeah. Man, not for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't, not a big fan any other day of the year, but yep. the Halloween more so than others. Noah Hannafin, trick or treat so far this season. Uh, started off needing a trick. Uh, last little bit. Feel like it's. It's been a little bit of a treat. Okay. I don't know if I've loved what he's been doing with the puck, but I think that, you know, trying to push on without Rasmus Anderson, who's really the guy that stirs the drink on the blue line for me, I think he's been good. He's been playing a lot. I uh, haven't hated his last few games. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with treat for the last oh. little bit here. Okay. Um, But I don't know. That's a, uh, oh, oh, God. Okay. I, okay. I could go rustier. either way. Yeah. We All need right. rustier. <laughs> um, <laughs> Noah Hannafin, trick or treat, Patrick. 
been a bit of a treat, I think, of lately. Like like Maddie said, like uh, over the last week, he's had to fill in well. Like that that Heritage Classic, 26 minutes every second shift. He's out there with McDavid. Uh, dude's a baller, but a bit, you know, like how like how's his contract doing? Is it, is mm. he still is he still wanting to be here? I know that Elliot had the report there last week that they were like, okay, well, there's something on the table that nothing new to report. But how much has changed over the last week? How much is this losing? really mm. gone into it and i'm wondering you know maybe the flames can get a treat out of noah hannah oh. by sending him away oh okay I like that. <laughs> well done well done uh are you ready for the second name yes we're playing flames trick-or-treat so far this season um i'm gonna give you uh maddie rose uh-huh dan vladar <laughs> dan vladar trick-or-treat trick-or-treat <laughs> What has he played? Two games here so far? One game so far? Two. Uh, I... <laughs> telling you, going off the beaten path here. I I guess trick? Okay. Um, Six on 30 in Detroit, although I didn't think it was necessarily his fault. Um, got the win in Buffalo, even though the team didn't play outstanding. Um, I guess he got sick. Which delayed one of his starts. Yep. So that gets him a trick. I I could go. He hasn't done enough to really deserve a grade, I don't think. He hasn't been playing enough. But you're saying, well, you got to give me trick or treat. I I haven't seen the guy in nine days on the ice. I'm I'm going to say trick. I okay. Because he hasn't played. Uh, Patrick, Dan Vladar, trick or treat. Uh, uh, I feel like last win home here. Uh, yeah. I'd say a bit of a trick, uh, yeah. <laughs> bit of a trick. You you know, like we talked about, you know, Dan Vladar, Dustin Wolf as, as two young guys that are eventually going to be hopefully starters in this league, whether it's with the Flames or somebody else. It's they've got that in them. I don't know either. You know, I'm not Dan Vladar didn't maybe. I don't know. I'm going to say trick because like he just mm. again, he doesn't have a lot of like runway here. He's got the two games. He's been sick, but maybe like. Did he push? Like, did maybe he pushed Markstrom so much in, in training camp that Markstrom's like, "Hey, I'm playing really good now. Ooh, you don't have to worry point. about me." Um, but I was waiting. Like, could Vladar? Could Dustin Wolf push for one of these jobs? And they didn't really show that they were pushing. And Vladar's in that as well. So I'm gonna say trick. Their best oh. player's been Jacob Markstrom. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob Markstrom did not make my trick or treat list. Yeah, okay. The Calgary Flames. I'm, I'm just saying it's hard for Vladar to get treats yeah. when. Markstrom is getting to the house ahead of him, and he's emptying the. Yeah. Please yeah. only take one bowl right into his bat and right yeah, into right his bag, in, right into his pillowcase. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, we're playing Got a fresh uh, case in the car, just loading it loading out. It no up. problem. We're playing a uh, Flames edition of Trick or Treat. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan, uh, you ready for uh, name number three Here on Flames Trick or Treat? Oh. Uh AJ Greer. What was that? Like AJ a, Greer. Alarm bell. Perch one. Oh, well, yeah. AJ Greer, trick or treat. Trick or treat. She's got different cadences, too. What is this? Yeah. yeah. How many of these do you have? Uh, I'm going to go treat for Greer. Oh, okay. Um, everything that, you know, you'd kind of hope for the guy. I guess he's been that. Uh, he's got scrap for the club. Uh, he's shown a little bit of offense from that fourth line. They, you know, I, I thought Sharon Govich was good when he got down to that role for the first time and maybe cooled off a little bit. I think for a guy in a fourth line role that you claimed off of waivers, 
he's been exactly what you've wanted. One healthy scratch, and then right back in the lineup after that. So. Oh, oh my okay. God! Oh, that's the zombies from Call of Duty. I. Yeah, um, I know that. <laughs> Patrick, AJ Greer, trick or treat. Oh, it's easy. He's a treat, man. Okay. You get a player right. for free for nothing. Yep. You play him on that fourth line. He almost he had the first big opportunity in the first two games of the year for the Flames out mm-hmm. of, off of breakaways. You know, maybe, yeah, he'll fight. Maybe he's not the most, he's not the heavyweight champ. He'll probably take more punches than he gives, but. Right. Hey, he's a guy that's showing, we've talked about this work ethic. The guys that are those lunch pail guys, if you have guys working as hard as the guys on the fourth line that want to be in the NHL, that take this so seriously, mm-hmm. you'd have a good job. You'd have a good team. So, yeah, that's a treat. That's a treat for AJ Greer, man. Just for what you can get for him. And you got his goal there at the Heritage Classic. Sauce. Okay. Uh, you ready so for uh, Jack Edwards? You ready for name number four on our Flames trick or treat list? Throw the cat off the cliff. Yeah, go ahead. Um, let's start with you, Patrick, on this one. All right. Mark Savard, trick or treat. Ooh. Mark trick Savard. Or trick or treat. Bit of a trick here. We got a trick with Mark Savard. Uh, power play started like a house of fire. You know, it was great out of the gate. Mark Savard's talking. You know, every like, you know, power play's doing good. Those suits are looking tight. Power play's turned into a bit of a pumpkin here of late. Okay. Not a lot of good mm. passing, not well a lot done. of good movement on it. It's been very square, very boxy, very just, you know, not lacking a lot of that skill end here that you'd expect from these flame skilled players to show. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a trick. It's not doing very well right now. Maddie, Mark Savard, trick or treat. Hit that one trick or treat again for him there on GVP. Oh, I don't think we have to do that. Trick or treat. Yeah, it's okay. It's, well. <laughs> Uh, Power play is 15.6%. They have five goals in 32 opportunities. I I, I think I have to go with, much like Patty said, I think this is a trick. I think that they started off hot. Um, I do like that he has been changing things up and continuing to look for something to work. Like when they were at the Heritage Classic there, I like the fact that he said, you know what? This Hubert O'Cadre group, they're not our best group right now. It's our other unit. And they were getting the starts out of commercial breaks and such as that. So um, I like that he's adjusting, but you also have to talk about results. And unfortunately, it has not been an outstanding little run here for the power play. They get the one five on three goal when they had well over two minutes of five on three time in that game at the Heritage Classic. I'm going to have to go with a trick, although um, there are some things to like that you see need to get more results. All right. Uh, we're playing Trick or Treat. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Calgary Flames uh, edition. You ready for name number five on my Trick or Treat list, Maddie? Yep. Dylan Dubé, mm. Trick or Treat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like these. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan Dubé. Mm, just sends a shiver up my spine. No, please don't do it again. I don't need to do it again. again. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah. <sighs> what is happening? Uh, right now, Dylan Dubé is dash 10. He has never been worse than minus six in his NHL career. Whoa. He's got three points through nine games. He played a lot in the last contest, but I do think that he's one of these guys that Playing with Elias Lindholm right now, beside Dryden Hunt on the other wing, 
and it really does feel like Ryan Husk and Mark Savard are just trying to find anything that will work with their lines. Dubé had over 18 minutes of time on ice. A lot of that is because he's playing beside Elias Lindholm. But can he keep up? Can he help produce offense for a player that the Flames need more offense from in Elias Lindholm? Hard to say. I love the work that Dubé brings to the table every game, but he's got to help chip in a little bit more. It's been five straight games without a point, and uh, over the last four games, he is dash nine. Not good enough. So you're saying trick, trick. All right, Patrick, Dylan Dubé, trick or treat. I think this this yeah. is a guy that we uh, we were expecting. Uh, maybe take one of those top six winger roles, or whatnot, or just. You know, score a little more. Be that 20-goal guy. Be a 20-25-goal to 25 mm. goal guy. He's got the work ethic. He puts that in in the offseason with the, with the, how he tests and everything. Feels like he's just gripping the stick a little bit too hard. He had that, that misfire there against, I believe it was against the Rangers. Puck comes right in front. He just misfires on it. just falls down. It's just It just feels like Dubé might encompass the entire team. Like, he's got, he's showing it. He's showing that he can get there, but it's just the results aren't there. And, I, you know, it goes along with the rest of the wingers on this group. They're just not... They may be showing them a little bit that they can get to where they want to be, but it's just not there right now. And Dylan Dubé, being that dash 10, he's never been a more of a dash 6 in his career. Like, pointless in his last five. I haven't really noticed much of him. You know, yeah, he did, you know, 18 minutes there against Edmonton. Been a little bit elevated from where he was against uh, the Rangers and the Red Wings, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a trick right now with with Dylan Dubé, uh, as with a lot of these guys. Um, did I miss anybody on that list that maybe I should have included? That deserves, like, a trick or a treat yeah. in particular? Again, like, uh, outside of the obvious, like, I stayed away from Huberto, Kadri, yeah. Lindholm. Hmm. I would give a treat to Blake Coleman. Okay. I think he's been solid. I would give a treat to Dryden Hunt. Yeah. All right. Um, what about Big Z, Nikita Z Zadorov? Uh, the jury is out. Okay. It's been very zaddy. Yep. He gets a little bit of everything. Sometimes he just puts his head down and, and walks up the entire ice and takes a shot. At other times, he'll make a nice play or he'll turn the puck over. I think house to house, it kind of depends, you know? He's the one that at some houses people are like, you know what? You look a little bit old, but I'm going to give you the candy anyways. And then you mm. go to the next house and they're like, yeah, no way, dude. You're 16. I'm not giving you any of my treats. Patrick? I don't know which way to go first. Patrick, Zed. who did He's I miss? Yet. Uh, no, I think we, we, we covered most. Chris Tanev? Trick or treat on Chris Tanev? He's been a treat this year. And I think he has been. Uh, it's it, The defense overall, I think, has been, been pretty good. Oh yeah, they've hell been well without their best for the last week. Yeah, they really can't really fault you know Chris Tanev. He's he's not gonna score all. He's not gonna score you points. He's gonna be that hardworking guy. Kills penalties. Maybe you know. I don't think he he's enamored with his third pair role here. He's been paired up with a different defenseman every yeah, other game like, essentially. I think he wants to definitely see some more consistency. And hey, there's a there's a name that if this continues to, to go down for the Flames that. That's a name that a contender will want on their blue line mm -hmm. in a heart. Sharon Govich trick. Oh, oh no! Again, that was too easy. Mm. That guy's a pumpkin. That's why. That's why I didn't mention Sharon Govich. That's mm. just too easy. I see. He's what about been... Matthew Coronado? Mm -hmm. Are we still confident he can get twenty this year? Do you want to play a trick or treat sounder for that? Trick or treat. Yeah. GVP's selection. 
This power play could get hot and he could rattle off five or six in a matter of a couple of weeks, right? I've actually really liked the way Matt Coronado has played over the last two or three games. He had that demotion down to the fourth line, and since then I've actually really liked how he's been able to play. Um, he kind of got down to that 12-minute time on ice mark. He was back up to 17 against the Oilers. I've really liked what I've seen from Coronado over the last little bit. I'm going to give him a treat. Okay. Patrick? He'll get nothing. I just, I just, it's so, it's, it's so tough to evaluate. It's not all his fault that he's struggling. It's a rookie playing his first bit of the NHL. And we've talked about like, maybe take a seat upstairs, watch this game from up, from upstairs, and look how it just forms and everything just goes. Maybe that'll help things out because you put him in the lineup, you take him out. It's not, he's not the reason you're losing these games. No, he's not the reason. I just I don't want to I don't want to grade Matthew Coronado. It's, mm. I don't think it's his fault. I, I wish he would just keep shooting the puck. Yeah, keep using that shot. Keep shooting the puck. Shoot that damn puck. If you're Matt Coronado. All right, that's a Flames edition of Trick or Treat. Made Maddie's skin crawl a little bit. Yeah, there was some freaky sound effects, but I got a bag full of goodies. I'm a happy boy. Yeah, you need to find some suckers. S- something to do with all this peanut chocolate. Some but... sour candies. Yeah. You can get those mm-hmm. peanut chocolate over to this guy. Some Tootsie Rolls in case you need to uh, fix a tootsie hole rolls. in a boat. Yeah. Like, Tootsie Roll is like the flex seal of Halloween candy. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't degrade in water. Like, you could probably. Yeah. Like, they should carry that on submarines just in case. Uh, well, uh, maybe we'll ask this list to uh, Derek Wills. Oh. Uh, Derek Wolfman Wills, uh, <laughs> the voice of the Calgary Flames. Uh, we'll talk to him straight ahead. We'll mix in a little Miami Dolphins talk, too, because he loves the Dolphins so much. And uh, the horror movie that best describes the flame season thus far, 960-960, name and location, will do that at 8.30. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Drink or treat.